Our reading this morning is taken from Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 to 17. So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever in you is earthly, fornication, impurity, passion, evil desire and greed, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming on those who are disobedient. These are the ways you also once followed when you were living that life. But now you must get rid of all such things, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have stripped off the old self with its practices and have clothed yourselves with the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge according to the image of its creator. In that renewal, there is no longer Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave and free, but Christ is all and in all. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness and patience. Bear with one another and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom, and with gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. No, this is not deja vu. Yes, we did have this reading last week. And we have it next week too. Last week, David concentrated on the first 10 verses. And this week, we're looking at verses 11 to 13. So let me just remind you of those, this time from the message version of the Bible. Don't lie to one another. You're done with that old life. It's like a filthy set of ill-fitting clothes you've stripped off and put in the fire. Now you're dressed in a new wardrobe. Every item of your new way of life is custom-made by the Creator with his label on it. All the old fashions are now obsolete. Words like 
Jewish and non-Jewish, religious and irreligious, insider and outsider, uncivilised and uncouth, slave and free, mean nothing. From now on, everyone is defined by Christ. Everyone is included in Christ. So, chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength, discipline. Be even-tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive an offence. Forgive as quickly and completely as the Master forgave you. And regardless of what else you put on, wear love. It's your basic, all-purpose garment. Never be without it. Maybe this version appeals and makes more sense to me as it gives substance to the imagery of new clothes, a new wardrobe. I don't know about you, but I wish it really was just as easy as buying new clothes, putting on a new dress, a new pair of trousers, some new shoes, and there you go, the before and after transformation of rubbish clothes, not giving my life to Christ, to ta-da, new wardrobe, new me. No effort required from me whatsoever. Fabulous, the quick fix I've been looking for all my life. Who knew it was just as easy as going shopping? My husband will be delighted. But experience tells me that it's not quite that straightforward. If you have decided to follow Christ, did you find it easy? One day you are thinking and saying stuff that you're not particularly proud of, but now, well, now, butter wouldn't melt. You are unflappable. Never have a cross or bad word to say or think about anyone. You serve joyfully all the time. Give your time and money generously and without flinching. You know, the perfect Christian. Well, if that is you, wow, I'm super impressed but we might need to have a little chat about humility at some point. So, this new creation that Paul speaks about, about us being holy and beloved and displaying all the virtues of compassion, kindness, humility, meekness and patience, do we recognise ourselves in this description? Maybe, sometimes? We talk about transformation being a journey. I realise that that is an often overused analogy, but for good reason. Even Saul, on the road to Damascus, when he saw the light and became Paul, even he had to go away for three years to the desert afterwards to get his head around what had happened and to let the conversion experience sink in and reform him. So it even took Paul some time, it would appear. No nipping down to John Lewis for a new suit and be done with it for Paul either, it would seem. So how do we get from one state of being 
to another? Well, firstly, and most critically, we don't. All of the behaviours and thought processes of this world would have us believe that in order to be better, we need to do better. In order to be more, we need to do more. The Jesus way is different. It tips the whole world order on its head. In order to be better, be more, we need to do less in the eyes of the world at any rate. We first acknowledge our need for God. This point of contact looks different for each of us. Maybe we were brought up in the Christian faith, but at some point we made it our own. We claimed the truth for our own life. Maybe we had come to the end of our own resources, our coping mechanisms for dealing with life just ran out and we were left feeling exhausted and at the end of our reserves. Maybe we reached all our goals and were left with, and now what? However God got our attention or gets our attention, we then start on our own spiritual journey of transformation. Sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. More often with three steps forward and two steps back. Interestingly, it was probably in the backward steps that we learnt the most about ourselves. Those points of failure when we had to pause and reevaluate, those were the times we grew the most spiritually, when we had to rely on his strength and not our own. One way of reading the book of Exodus is by seeing that journey from Egypt to Canaan, from enslavement to freedom, as a metaphor for our own spiritual journey. That wasn't straightforward either. The crux, literally, of our conversion, our transformation, is the cross. When we are weighed down by the shackles of sin, with all its associated guilt and shame, we behave in this world so differently. We can have unresolved anger that comes out towards the wrong people at the wrong time. We may have relationships from our past that cause us pain and suffering and inhibit our capacity to love freely. We all have baggage. We all have our own issues that can restrict us from living into our God-given identity. The cross frees us from this. But we have to unlearn and relearn this new way of being. This new way of relating to ourselves and others in light of this good news. It is trust, faith, love and grace that enables us to live into this freedom. It helps to have at least one other person to walk this journey of transformation alongside us. Someone who has walked this path before. Someone to help signpost us on the way. This is where a soul friend or a spiritual director can be invaluable. And if you'd like to learn more about this, then do please get in touch. We need to learn how to get dressed again. 
We need help to put on the new clothes. But these are the clothes that were made for us originally. This is how we were supposed to be dressed in the first place. In order to survive in this world, we put on clothes designed by the world. The wardrobe of judgment, greed, anger and jealousy. We didn't know any better. We just wanted to survive. We didn't know we could thrive and flourish. When we accept the forgiveness of Christ on the cross, we trade it all in for a new wardrobe. This is the hope and the freedom that God offers the whole world, regardless of ethnicity, gender, religion and socio-economic status. It's a journey of self-discovery and God-discovery. God reveals to us who we are in Christ, slowly but surely. It is sometimes painfully slow and we need to show ourselves and others compassion when we mess up, because we will. And when we do, let us not ask ourselves why we messed up, but what. What is God revealing to us in those moments? Those moments are gifts of grace if we use them to pause and reflect. So let us learn and help each other to dress in the wardrobe that God has picked out for us. A wardrobe full of compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength and patience. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your patience, your compassion and love for us. Help us to embrace Christ within us so that he permeates our very being. Let us surrender to your transforming love day after day, hour after hour, minute after minute. Help us to receive your forgiveness deep within us and let that forgiveness flow out to those we meet. For we ask this in the name of your Son, our Saviour.